Hello, and welcome to A Day in the Life of the Modern Experience. This is the Imaginet podcast that talks all things Microsoft 365. We hope to inspire you to take a chance and disrupt your current work with new modern workplace technologies provided by the Microsoft Office 365 platform. So tune in with me on this journey. I'm your host, Jeremiah Walker, and we're going to be diving into the latest news, trends, tricks and tips, and most importantly, chatting with professionals just like you who have solved their toughest business challenges using the Office 365 platform. Hello, everyone, and welcome to a day in the life of the modern workplace experience. Today, I'm joined by my teammate, Jesse Dick. Uh, Jesse is a fellow SharePoint consultant here at Imaginet Resources. Jesse has been working with the SharePoint platform since 2003. So thank you, Jesse, for taking some time out of your already crazy busy day and finding an opportunity to sit down and talk with us today. Anytime. Awesome. So what we want to talk about today, Jesse, is kind of the effects on the modern workplace and what that has for somebody such as yourself that's pretty technical, comes from a development background, right? And I'd like to talk about what are some of the impacts from a technical and development standpoint that Microsoft Viva will have for a developer such as yourself, if any. Um, And then another topic that we have is we have a new customer here at Imaginet that is embarking on a journey with us in redeveloping their SharePoint Online intranet. And they're actually wanting to use a lot of modern capabilities. Yes, Viva, but not just Viva, but they also want to take a look at the Power Platform and as well as looking at incorporating some of the more traditional custom development aspects to meet their specific business requirements. So from our side, Jesse, I know as we've continued on this journey from transitioning from an on-prem world into the hosted environment that is Microsoft 365, the amount of development that we've done, right, has greatly reduced, right? We've gone from that transition of custom development to more configure and solution, right? We've been there side by side through that journey. So I think you have a really good breadth of knowledge to say, well, is this good? Is this bad? And what is it going to mean for our developers as we start to get these opportunities, thanks to the SharePoint framework now for coming in? So kind of high level, maybe you could tell us, Jesse, what is it about the SharePoint framework that lets us be able to develop custom web parts now, whereas maybe we didn't have that ability in the initial implementations of some of our SharePoint online solutions? Yeah, the biggest thing is with the new SharePoint framework, we get to use a lot of really cool tools like SPFX, which is the SharePoint framework, using Angular, Vue.js, even just regular jQuery and HTML, really, to develop fully modern solutions, web-based solutions in Office 365 and deploy them directly out to that environment. Awesome. What would be an initial impact from a design and architecture standpoint? Any concerns there from a code base? Well, if I'm an existing SharePoint developer and I'm comfortable developing and deploying WSP solutions, will that skill set be able to translate that I'll be able to take advantage of all of that investment into developing web parts, leveraging the SharePoint framework? Or is this a whole new tech that I got to learn all over again? Yeah, a little bit of column A, a little bit of column B. You really hope that you've been using kind of the new technology as it's been coming out within your WSP solutions. So I know internally we transferred trying to go more of a JavaScript route in a lot of the cases when we were writing visual web parts and that sort of thing. So trying to keep away from the C-sharp back end as much as we could using the REST services and that sort of thing. So would that be something you would recommend to people, Jesse, is there? So say I'm not as far in my journey, 
and I'm still really stuck on-prem, right? We have some of our customers that are still maintaining that on-prem investment, that implementation, right? They've got heavy customizations. But if I'm sitting there supporting that environment in 2013, say, that I know is heavily customized, is that where you would be a good recommended starting point to start this journey? Yeah, absolutely. Learning the ins and outs of the SharePoint REST services is super important. Without that, it's kind of the basis of everything going forward because everything's being done with JavaScript. You're connecting to those REST services and making all your calls, pulling in for your information via JSON and having to parse that all out and display it to your users in a nice HTML5 manner. Awesome. Awesome. So now being not as into it as you are, right? So again, this is Jeremiah kind of advancing on that role. Like we say, how do we age gracefully in tech, right? I'm still trying to figure out that myself. But as you start to get into that, so I remember the joys that were SharePoint production deployments, right? In the WSP days, and even in some of our initial SharePoint online implementations. How has that been impacted with this type of model and approach? Are your deployments easier with this type of option, right? And kind of maybe high level, once I have a good coded solution for my web part, how do I go about making that available to my intranet now? Uh, yeah, so basically a lot of it's changed drastically. It's no more having to have a production deployment where you're blocking out time and using PowerShell to script a deployment and make files ghostable and all that fun, fun stuff. <laughs> um, nowadays, it's really you can build in the what's called the SharePoint Workbench. So you can fully test out your solution via on your local machine and then on the SharePoint Online Workbench. So you're working directly in the environment you're going to deploy that web part to. And I don't need a server or anything like that, Jesse? I don't have to make no. any type of infrastructure investment to have that dev environment no. for me? No. The days of having a beastly machine that needs to be able to run a SharePoint uh, 2019 VM are, are far gone. We don't need to do that anymore with the, with the Workbench solutions. So talk to me about security, right? That's one of these big things. Everything you've said sounds great. How worried do I need to be about introducing this custom code to my SharePoint tenant, right? I'm not responsible for it now. Microsoft kind of manages my updating, all of those things. Do I need to be concerned about my developers introducing these solutions into my platform? No, because everything is still very well protected. Um, everything is sandboxed uh, the way Microsoft wants it to be. Anything inside of those web packages that we would upload and deploy to an intranet is all going to be fully contained and uh, require the proper permissions and abilities to connect to the services they, they will need. So everything is still very much protected. Wow, man. These SharePoint frameworks sound like they might really be bridging that gap, right, that we were initially having between here's that modern experience and it's great and it's easy to configure, but it might not hit every single UX or design requirement we have, right? I think yeah. if we continue down this journey, we could help address that and provide a lot of value for our customers. So overall, if I'm sitting there as an on-prem developer or as somebody kind of leading the charge for my organization to adopt SharePoint Online as our custom internet solution, you feel confident that it would be a worthy investment to continue learning, coaching, being experienced in these SharePoint framework web parts overall, wouldn't you say, Jesse? Oh, yeah. They are, without a doubt, the way the whole platform is moving. That, including the new customizations with uh, list forms that they've added, um, being able to really make a lot of differences without going heavy code solution mm -hmm. uh, in the platform. This is just another touch on that. 
So it's, it's really going from configuration to, it's the step where you need to go, yeah, I can just configure this to now we need to custom develop this. Uh, that's a growing need, right? There is that need now, not the heavy developer investment, but just give me that look and feel that makes it feel kind of custom application-like, right? Right. So I think that was a great discussion about SharePoint Framework. And I think if anybody has any further research or conversation they'd like to have with Jesse or myself, please don't hesitate to reach out to us, right? You can reach us on our website at imaginet.com. Jesse and myself are active on Twitter as well. We'll be make sure to share our Twitter handles out. And always, always don't hesitate to reach out to us. And we can provide as a follow-up reference in the podcast notes, all of the references that Jesse put out there uh, for SharePoint Framework Web Parts and any other recordings or blog posts we might have uh, here at ImagineNet. So the next topic I'd like to talk about, Jesse, is what everybody was buzzing about last week, right? Our little Microsoft collaboration ecosystem was all a buzz, right? For me, candidly, I was wondering what the heck happened to Project Cortex, right? Where did Syntex go? Where did Cortex go? And what the heck is Viva? I thought Viva was paper towels, right? Um, oh, so we're not talking about the royal family. Okay. <laughs> that would be more this week, right? Jesse, the royal family and all the buzz that blew up, right? I can't imagine what it's like in Canada, especially with the close relationship that the prince and the princess had there. But no, for me, I was talking about Viva and what does Viva mean? So like we were talking about, a lot of our customers are getting on board with this kind of service configure let the air quotes AI, right? Feed me what it considers relevant information to me. Maybe kind of high level, what is Viva? Where is it at? And what do you think we would recommend for Viva as an initial implementation? Say I'm an early adopter, right? I like to be on the cutting edge. Bleeding fingertips is how I like to live. I'm looking on the internet. What would imagine it? And somebody senior within the organization like yourself recommend me as a good starting point for ways that I could start to implement Viva services and solutions, whatever those may be now and into the future. Yeah, well, Viva is really uh, four core components. Uh, the first of which, like you mentioned, was Project Cortex, which they've now kind of uh, revamped into Viva Topics. Then there is Viva Connections, which is okay. really kind of what they've been promising for a long time, and that's us being able to put Teams or our SharePoint intranet homepage uh, with full navigation into Teams. Mm -hmm. So that there's really truly a one place to go. Instead of uh, just hacking we, that SharePoint page onto the apps tab up exactly, there, Exactly, right? yeah. Awesome. And that, the key to that is we lose the navigation there, so that's not a great solution. Mm -hmm. The next one would be um, Viva Learning. That one is actually one of the truly new ones. The learning platform, I think, is more is more of an outgrowth of uh, what you may have seen in the Microsoft Lookbooks, the uh, Learning Hub. Okay, um, okay, yeah. I think they've taken that to the next level and integrated it into Teams. And so I'm excited to see what that'll look like. And then uh, I'm kind of drawing a blank on the fourth. Do you remember? Uh, you did learning topics, right? Is, did we talk uh, about topics? topics? We did topics, learning, connects, and... Insights. Insights, right. Insights is already there as well. Insights you've already had in your Outlook for over a year now. They've just kind of moved it into Teams as well uh, and provided a different interface for it. Of the four core pillars they've set out for Viva, it's uh, topics and insights are already out. And, okay. Uh, and we can actually get started with those two components uh, of the Viva platform? Absolutely. Awesome. Awesome, awesome, awesome. So any other advice on a Viva standpoint? I know I've read previously there were some concerns about insights and the AI. Mm -hmm. I know when I first pull up my Outlook, right, one of the first things I check is my calendar. I try to plan my day. Uh, something I've gotten used to now is Cortana and the insights and the analytics that kind of help guide my day through Outlook. 
What's the difference in between those insights and those analytics, Jesse, and what we're talking about from a Viva standpoint? Uh, no difference at all. The, oh, wow. Exact, okay. The exact same stuff. They've just transferred what's in that email. And the core thing they've added is a Teams app called Insights that you can add okay. to your left bar there. Okay. Teams. And inside of there, you will see all the same tasks that will be brought up in that email. It's like, hey, you got an email from this person saying these keywords about there being a task to complete. Is this an actual task? If so, have you completed it? If not, do you want nice. to track it? Uh, and it's all available to you in there. I know we're close on time. We try to stay as, as relevant and appreciative of your time as possible, Jesse. But what would you say? So again, what would Imaginet recommend to their partners or to a competitor or somebody looking just in the ecosystem? Where would you direct me to go get started on Viva? Is that Twitter, blog posts? What would you recommend for me to get started on on Viva? Oh, well, honestly, I'd recommend you first go ahead and uh, maybe sign up for a free trial. Uh, you can get a free trial for Viva Topics uh, from the Microsoft uh, licensing portal. Okay. Uh, get signed up right away. Let that AI start running through your content and generating out its topics so that you can start seeing how that works and how it would be useful for your organization. Insights is already available within right. your team's clients, so you can add that now. And uh, I'd really just start tinkering with it, with it and seeing how it fits. Um, awesome. Obviously, the Microsoft blog is going to be the place to learn mm-hmm. about any of the new features coming out. So definitely take a look at that. And always is a shameless plug, right? If you can't find the information you're looking for, don't hesitate to reach out to us, right? Uh, we're here at Imagine It. Yes, we want to provide this podcast to add value to you, but we also want to be active members of the ecosystem and the community, right? That is the Microsoft 365 community. So if you want to have a conversation, you want to talk to Jesse or myself about Viva, anything we said, is it confusing or you need a more little more clarity, right? Don't hesitate to reach out to us. Again, you can contact us through imaginet.com on our website. Jesse and myself are active on Twitter, but please follow the show, subscribe to the show. Don't hesitate to interact with us through any of our social media platforms or direct through email. So with that, Jesse, I do want to thank you for your time today. It's amazing how quick 30 minutes can go by when we're talking about a subject that we both have a really good passion for. So I do want to thank you for your time. Just here in the last couple minutes, I might turn it over to you, kind of close my mic out and you know, see if there's any closing statements, whether it's SharePoint Framework Web Parts, Microsoft Viva, Teams, the Royal Family, like you said, anything you might want to leave the audience with. Uh, no telling when we might get the opportunity to sit down with Jesse here at Imaginet. Like we said, Jesse is one of our principal consultants. He leads multiple projects for the organization. So hammering Jesse down for 30 minutes is a pretty high value luxury for us. So I want to do, do give you the opportunity, Jesse, if there's anything you'd like to close with, uh, give you the last few minutes. If not, we'll go ahead and gracefully step out and thank everybody for their time. Jesse, anything you'd like to close with? No, nothing off the top of my head. I think we've covered everything there. Uh, I would say one thing, topics, has been kind of an interesting thing to play with. That's why I do recommend people get started with it immediately because it does take a couple days for it to really generate anything truly useful out of itself as it kind of grinds through all your documents that you have stored in SharePoint. That might be a good topic for our next podcast, right? I know when you say grind and crawl, we're supposed to be talking about an artificial intelligence, right? That is starting to learn what I'm doing in Microsoft. So sure, maybe we, that. maybe we can dive into again, like me and you both agree on AI, right? That is feeding all of these services within the Microsoft 365 platform. So maybe we'll talk about, you know, what does Skynet and that artificial intelligence machine mean to us in Microsoft 365? Sure. 
Awesome, Jesse. Well, I hope you have a great afternoon. Thank you again for sitting down and talking with us today and look forward to seeing you around the office and around Teams. Sounds good. See you around. Have a good one. So thank you for joining us today on this episode of A Day in the Life of the Modern Experience. We appreciate your time and you sticking with us through this conversation. We hope you found value in the content and we look forward to you joining us for future episodes. If you did find content, the best thing you could do to show us that you see value in the content we're creating is always to subscribe, like, and share with your colleagues. We do want to keep this conversation going, so if you do have any follow-up questions, want to continue a deeper dive in any of the topics we talked about in today's episode, don't hesitate to reach out to us through our website, on our social media channels, or you can email me directly at jeremiahw.imaginate.com. Once again, we thank you for your time, and we look forward to joining you on future episodes on A Day in the Life of the Modern Experience.